This podcast from Teacher is supported by Enhanced TV. Enhanced TV streams the best curriculum-linked movies, documentaries and TV shows Australian television has to offer. Use the word TEACHER in the promo code at sign up and receive an ongoing free individual account. Subscribe free at enhancedtv.com.au today. From Teacher Magazine, I'm Rebecca Vukovic, and you're listening to a special podcast episode. My guest today is Ashley Stewart, a mathematics teacher from Newton Moore Senior High School in Bunbury, Western Australia. Just recently, Ashley was named in the top 50 shortlist for the Varkey Foundation Global Teacher Prize. And in fact, she was the only Australian educator to make the coveted list for 2020. In today's episode, we talk about how she focuses on dissolving the gender gap in STEM at her school by boosting girls' uptake and engagement in these subjects. Ashley also shares details of some of the STEM programs she's introduced, including a spatial training program and an international school partnership, which have improved academic achievement, but also student engagement and enjoyment in their lessons. Here's Ashley. Ashley Stewart, thanks for joining Teacher Magazine. Thanks for having me here today. So first of all, congratulations on being named in the top 50 finalists for the Global Teacher Prize this year. It's a tremendous achievement and I definitely want to talk about it more later in the episode, but I thought it would be good to rewind back to the beginning of your career. So I'm curious, why did you decide to become a teacher in the first place? Thanks for that. Yeah, the Global Teacher Prize is going to be an amazing thing to work through for the next year. So I'm really excited to be a part of that. And I'm glad we'll touch on that later. But yeah, so when I started, when I started to look at teaching, so I went to university and I attended the Colorado School of Mines, which is an engineering university in the United States. That's where I'm from originally. I found the ratio of males to females was about eight to one. And I felt that women were just underrepresented and that wasn't much support for getting women into the STEM fields. And I noticed that when I was in high school as well, I felt that if I became a maths teacher, I could help support younger women in getting into higher level maths, which would then support them and prepare them to get into the STEM fields and STEM careers, not just you know engineering, but other careers that involve using mathematics and higher level mathematics. Fantastic. So could you tell me a little bit about your career then? So how you started it and then how you came to be Deputy Principal of Newton Moore Senior High School? Yeah, so I moved to Australia in 2007 and I completed my bachelor's degree at the University of Wollongong in 2010. And I completed my master's degree at the the same University of Wollongong in 2011 while I worked full time at a Montessori school in Wollongong as well. I really enjoyed working at the Montessori school and I believe that has inspired a large part of my way of teaching and the work, working with students. I moved to WA in 2012 and I started as a graduate teacher here at Newton Moore Senior High School in Bunbury. I had a baby and I worked part-time at another school for a couple of years and then I applied for the head of maths and I won that position in 2017 and I was really excited to be able to 
really expand maths and utilize my passion to create an amazing department. So I did that from 2017, 18 and 19. And then from that work, I was selected as an acting deputy principal for this year. So it's term one and term two. So I'm really excited to be able to expand my knowledge and be able to help other departments around the school with the work that I've done in the maths department for the last three years. Fantastic. And I guess for listeners who perhaps aren't familiar with Bunbury in in Western Australia, could you tell listeners a bit about the context of your school, but also your local community? Yeah, so Newton Moore is an independent public school. It's a low socioeconomic school with a 20% Indigenous population and a 9% ESL population. We have about 55% male, 45% female distribution of students with about 56 full-time teaching and 26 non-teaching staff. Newton Moore is a science and engineering specialist school and has a sport program. It also has a Klontarf, which is an Indigenous Boys Academy, and a role model, so the Indigenous Girls Academy. At Newton Moore, we really realise the importance of STEM, so science, technology, engineering and maths, to the future careers of students. And we have an emphasis on STEM curriculum and pathways, especially in mathematics. There are a high number of students attending Newton Moore that are from trauma backgrounds, and much of our work and time at school is encompassed by that work. When our students come to school, they have they've already overcome so many barriers, getting a uniform, getting food, and even just getting to school. We offer uniforms for loan and food for students in need. And as a public school, we don't have extensive amount of funding. And I often buy food with my own money and use award funds for special projects to support the students. And I've used my award funds before to fund scholarships for girls as well. And as a specialist engineering and science school, we do attract some higher end families as well, which we do really well to cater for academically with our gifted and talented students. And but also with our students that fall behind national minimum standards. In mathematics specifically, we offer subjects from foundations math all the way to specialists to cater for everybody that we can. And in lower school, we offer extension classes as well as targeted classes so we can engage every single student the best we actually can. And it allows to cater for the backgrounds and cultures of our unique and individual students so they can get the most from their education. So we do a really good job of that at our school. The thing I wanted to pick up on first was the gender gap in STEM because I've read that a lot of your work focuses on dissolving the gender gap by boosting girls' uptake and engagement in these areas. But I'm wondering, how do you actually do this in practice? Yeah, that's a really, really good question. And I've actually asked myself that a couple of times. So I've I've had a review of my, my methodologies here. So I think the first thing that I do is I build really good relationships with all the girls at the school, but with the girls' academy as well, and the staff across the school, without the strong relationships that my staff and myself have have developed, the work couldn't be done. So that's the most important thing. And then I started running STEM projects for the girls' academy. At first, it was out of my own pocket, just to show the girls that there's a purpose to education and that there are so many pathways that they can take to getting a career, whatever career that may look like, whether it's a phlebotomist, whether it's a nurse, whether it's, you know, a cosmetic tattoo artist, you know, there's so many options that they can pursue. And then I introduced a spatial training program for year seven to nine. The spatial training is actually Dr. Cheryl Sorby's program from Higher Ed Learning, and it helps students understanding, interpreting direction, orientation, perspective, visual 2D and 3D shapes. It also works on constructing 3D shapes from small and large blocks, working on mental construction and nets, And the good thing about the program is it's interactive with online modules, written work, and hands-on material. 
and it helps students problem solve, planning, visualization, motiva motivation to achieve in mathematics. And the best part is it's a fun way to improve mathematics achievement without kids knowing that they're doing something that involves mathematics. Because we've done some spatial races at school where they're running around trying to orient, you know, this 3D object that they've built in the right um, on the right vertex. And it's amazing to see them having fun, but also learning at the same time. So they really enjoy that. And with this, the work that we've done creating, you know, we have passionate math teachers, which is also a big part of why we're having such success bridging the gap for girls, because most of my staff are actually female math teachers as well, which is fantastic. And I do run PL for my staff and we work really hard together to get the best outcomes, well-trained teachers, passionate teachers, improving outcomes for these girls. And I think that is, is a whole package of things that we do to bridge the gap for these girls. Yeah, and I'd like to pick up now and talk a little bit more about the spatial training program that you just mentioned. I'm wondering why was the program important for your own for your students? Like, why did you decide to establish it? But also, how does it actually work? So the spatial training program was through the research of Dr. Cheryl Sorby. She saw improvements in female STEM fields from doing the work in the spatial visualization and the spatial training. So when you do, there's different modules that the students do. I think there's there's 10 modules and we've broken it up to kind of align with the curriculum in seven, eight and nine. So they do three modules in year seven, four in year eight and three in year nine. And they do an online module, which they can actually rotate, visualize objects and they see how they work. And then they do hands-on written work. And then they also use blocks to build things, to manipulate. So it really builds their problem solving and visualization skills, which is a key component of mathematics and STEM fields. So the research Dr. Sorby did showed that girls were, their participation in STEM and their achievement in STEM was improving using spatial visualization. We'll be back after this quick message from our sponsor. You're listening to a podcast from Teacher Magazine, supported by Enhanced TV. Invite the world's leading educational storytellers into your classroom. Enhanced TV streams the best curriculum-linked movies, documentaries and TV shows Australian television has to offer. As a non-profit service, our platform offers an affordable, teachers-only school plan, a favourite for primary schools. Take a free 60-day trial with a choice of two school plans at enhancedtv.com.au. Click on subscribe for full details. And Ashley, it really seems like you take quite a creative approach to your lessons, but I'm wondering, are there any particular lessons or activities that you found really work to engage your students? Yeah, we, we've incorporated a lot of STEM projects through year 7 to 12, and in particular, there's some amazing projects that we've run, but one of them was in, in 2017, we had a group of Indigenous girls that created hand-cranked phone chargers. They were given a design brief that they were all using their phones, but they had no way of charging them when they were out or at school. So they developed an idea to build a hand-cranked phone charger, and that's what they designed and tested and created, and it worked. And then they were so busy thinking of this idea, saying, you know what, it could be better. So then they decided to build a bike crank phone charger and then they wanted to do solar panels so then they got solar panels and did solar powered phone chargers and 
it just it, it spirals on for there when you give kids the ability to choose the way they learn and to choose the activities that they can create and it, it was amazing so that was one project that really gained student attention the next one was uh, we did a bacteria growth project where we had phlebotomists and doctors that came in to work with them and they learned about the bacteria that grew around the school and they actually made a video of that which was really fantastic because then it they presented it at an assembly to say you know this is the best way to make sure you're clean so that way when you come to school you know to wash your hands and proper hygiene how to use the drink fountains it was really really a good thing for the whole school it was quite a fantastic little project and they submitted that project on youtube so they people can see that on youtube or the, they submitted it to the choose maths awards as well and we've done many many more projects but one was a biomechanics project that we did with physios and netball trainers we did coding for drawing so that some of the indigenous boys got to draw indigenous flags using coding which was really exciting for them and i've done some stem projects with the education support school on our site as well where we developed developed anaerobic digesters so they could see the importance of recycling and what we can do with recycled foods and the importance of food wastage we also have done projects on you know sound wave travels like creating an amplification device but there's so many that we've done and i think the projects give students an idea of how education can be so different but you're still learning the mathematics or the science or the engineering that comes behind it yeah definitely there's so many different examples there of how you can engage students and I'm sure that YouTube video that you mentioned will link to that also in the transcript of the podcast for any of the listeners who are interested in seeing that YouTube video but Ashley I also understand that you've established partnerships with other Australian schools and in fact some international schools as well what are some of the benefits you've seen from students connecting with their peers from across the globe? Yeah, so in 2013, I think that's when it was, I worked with the science department because I worked in science then as the engineering teacher to develop a, a partnership with the Singapore Chinese Girls School and a few of the schools like Hale College in Perth to develop engineering links and to develop links that we can have partnerships where we go to Singapore and they come here. And the partnerships are, were just an amazing way. I took some of the students to do the Model United Nations Conference at the Singapore Chinese Girls School in 2013. And it was just amazing to see kids working together from around the globe and developing ideas together and developing a partnership that they, don't, they wouldn't normally have just inside our school at Bunbury. So they get to expand their horizons and become global citizens. It was just an amazing opportunity for that one. Um, some of the other partnerships I've developed are through the Choose Maths Awards and the Australian Math and Science Institute, and also through the, through the Australian Schools Plus and Combank Teacher Fellowships. The 12 fellows, we have such a good relationship where we can actually talk to each other, share resources, and bond that way. And through the Choose Maths Awards, I've linked with some other schools to share resources or develop professional learning for them. Anything that people are wanting, I'm I happily share the work that I do and my staff do as well. And we've del delivered some PD on spatial training at conferences in Perth and Southwest Development Days as well. And I'd also like to hear about how you work with parents, in particular the learning lessons for parents to better help them understand their children and their maths lessons. Yeah, so I ran after school sessions for interested parents and it was just a way to show them how to help at home where to access resources, what programs we followed, and to answer any questions they might have about maths. Because we, we often find that parents will say, 
I was never good at maths. I can't help my kids. And we're trying to break that stereotype to say, yet. You might not be able to know it now, but we'll get it there. You don't know it yet. So we're helping them establish a line of communication for where can they access resources? How can they get in contact with us? What can they do to help their, their student at home? And it also helps them when they get nervous around the NAPLAN, the ULNA, ATAR. It just helps us show them, you know, this is like a NAPLAN practice, or this is ULNA, this is what it really means. This is the ATAR course your student doing. It actually is really rigorous. So, you know, when they don't get all A's on it, it's okay. You know, there's, there's a lot of scope for getting good results in ATAR that don't revolve around just getting A's because courses can be very, very difficult. And I've talked to a number of parents about that work and just making sure that they know how to help their kids at home. And then I've also helped some primary schools, their numeracy coordinators at our feeder primary school, just with ideas to improve numeracy at their school. So it's kind of open, not just to parents, but community as well. Yeah, fantastic. And Ashley, what have been some of the positive results that you've been able to achieve with students, I guess both academically but also socially and emotionally, since implementing some of these programs? Yeah, we have more positive attitude towards math and attending classes at Newton Moore. When I came in 2017, we actually had quite a few students refusing to go into classes and would get kicked out quite frequently. And we don't see it anymore. We have students willing and wanting to go into maths classes, you know, asking for more work. I write maths problems up on the window of the maths department and you'll see kids outside at recess and lunch taking photos. Well, they used to, but now there's no phones at school. They'll write them down and they'll do the maths problems and they could be any year maths problems and they do them and they submit them. They're just more enthusiastic about doing the work. But I think that's because we have such passionate maths teachers, you know, encouraging them to do the work. We've seen better results with our lower end students making higher gains. We've seen higher NAPLAN and higher ULNA achievement and more females taking higher level maths, which I'm really, really happy about. And we have students that are winning awards in mathematics. We had one of our students win a DigIT um, scholarship that he won and he got to do a course on that. We had another student who won a Curious Minds scholarship. So she got to go to a few different places in Canberra for that work. And then we had another student who won the CSIRO Indigenous Maths Award. And it's just, it's so rewarding to see our students gaining the knowledge, but also being recognized for their work as well. It's just, it's the best part of it that I see. And finally, you've been named in the top 50 finalists for the 2020 Global Teacher Prize. And for anyone who isn't aware of the prize, it's awarded annually by the Varkey Foundation. This year, Ashley is the only Australian teacher to make the coveted list. And in a few months, the list will be shortened again to the top 10. And in October in London, the overall winner will be announced. That winning teacher will receive one million US dollars in prize money. So it's a huge achievement to make the top 50, given 12,000 nominations from over 140 countries were received by the organisers. Ashley, what does it mean to you personally to be acknowledged in this way? Look, I think it's amazing for a mathematics teacher to be recognised this way. It's great for any teacher to be recognised this way. All teachers work extremely hard to give students the best educations that we can. And it's amazing. It's an amazing thing for the Varkey Foundation to do, to recognise outstanding teachers across the world every year. It's an amazing, amazing thing that they do. Because I feel like sometimes teachers don't get the recognition for all the hard work that they do. Um, it's an honour and a pleasure to be selected in this position. 
Teachers are a vital resource and ensuring we recognize teaching profession is highly important. Uh, this recognition is great for my school and my community to show the amazing achievements we as a collaborative whole have achieved over the last few years. So it's, it's honestly an honor. Yeah, fantastic. Well, Ashley Stewart, thank you for sharing your work with Teacher Magazine and best of luck for the top 10 announcement later this year. Thank you so much. It's been a great pleasure speaking to you today. That's all for this episode. If you liked this podcast and would like to listen to more from Teacher, you'll find us by searching Teacher ACER wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe to the channel. It ensures that new podcasts land in your feed as soon as they're available. You'll also get a notification straight to your device, which is really handy for making sure you never miss an episode. You've been listening to a podcast from Teacher, supported by Enhanced TV. Subscribe to one of our new school plans, or free as an individual, using Teacher as the promo code. We're non-profit, we're for teachers and filmmakers. EnhancedTV.com.au